And I think we're ready. Boom. Hello, beautiful people. I'm Georgia Bridgers, and this is On My Mind. Ah, Hello, beautiful people. I got to get out of the headspace. I got to get out of the headspace. I'm once again, hold up. Let's let's start the podcast a little nicer before we get into complaining about everything. Just kidding. We're not complaining about everything. Just a couple things that are on our minds. Hey everyone, I'm Georgia Bridgers. And just like the jingle told ya, welcome back to On My Mind. For those of you who are listening for the first time, I am a 23-year-old who has nothing figured out, but a whole lot of dreams, a whole lot of wishes, a whole lot of thoughts, a whole lot of I don't know, just everything. I'm an influencer too. I'll throw that in. Before you get your bad connotation about influencers, just hear me out. I might cry in the podcast and then you'll be like, oh my God, influencers have emotions. It's a miracle. My camera for some reason won't focus on me. So sorry if you could just give me a moment. Oh my God, I'm gonna, sorry about that. I have wind chimes that are outside of my apartment. And every time I hear them, for some reason, it reminds me of Harry Potter, that one song where it's like, do, 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 and it goes like, you guys know what I'm talking about? I think you do. Hopefully for, um... My own ego, the sake of my singing voice, we're all in this together. Okay, I need to drop the personality a little bit. That's what I was talking about earlier. With my lovely podcast here, I have also been recording it video-wise and posting it to my YouTube channel. My lovely YouTube channel where I came out and got to explore myself and share that in real time with you beautiful people. And now that we're moving along together in this next little, this next little chapter. Um, in the last video that I posted, I didn't have the ring light on, but I am a perfectionist in some ways. And I do understand the very, very real importance of just needing to have good quality production if you want to be successful. And I want to be successful. I want to put my whole badussy. I can't say that. My mother listens to this podcast. I want to put my whole heart into <laughs> into my podcast. I have the ring light on this time. I have, I'm slightly looking at the camera, not a lot, but a little more, just so we all feel included in this conversation. I basically want this to feel like, depending on how much I edit out and how much I blabber, 30 to 45 minutes of being on FaceTime with your older sister who's kind of losing it. So you guys get the IRL experience of (laughs) what my younger sibling Hope experiences every day when I FaceTime them just to talk about nothing. Nothing could happen in my life. And I'll be like, "Mm, I should probably tell Hope what's going on. Or my friend Sarah or Savannah or Monica or my mom. That's it. Those are all my friends. Just kidding. Just kidding. I have a lot more friends. (laughs) How have we been this week? Good? I've been better since last week, but in so many different ways. My last podcast, I was crying a lot. 
it's kind of funny because I realized when I was listening to the podcast, yeah, I listened to my own podcast. It's called Growth. In my actual audio version of the podcast that you can listen to on like your favorite sites like Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera, et cetera, I felt like you couldn't really tell that I was crying. But then in the video version, there are like multiple cuts <laughs> of me crying. So for those of you who want to watch me cry, go ahead and check out my YouTube, Georgia Bridgers, where I'll be posting this video format. And for those of you beautiful people who are on YouTube, hello. I know that you like video formats of podcasts. I know you do. And I'm here to provide that for you. But it would mean the whole entire world to me if you could just super, super, super quick go on to your favorite listening platform and subscribe to On My Mind and rate it. But only if you're going to rate it five stars. If you rate it anything lower, I'll probably have a panic attack and then question my worth. And you wouldn't want to do that to me, would you? Just kidding. Just kidding. But it would really, really help the podcast. I'm, of course, 100% still going to post it everywhere, but subscribing is very important as I start this brand new journey of, it, it almost feels like starting from scratch in a way, but it's like, I know, I know I've got a little, little army around me hoisting me up high, but it, starting something new, no matter what kind of support you have, it, if you don't support yourself, it's going to feel like you against the world. That's something I've been struggling a lot with lately. I actually have started keeping just a little note in my notes app of my phone for important emotions and revelations that I'm having that I, I don't want to forget and I want to share with you. I tend to um, have this thing. I've talked about this on the podcast before. This is a uh, pre-hiatus, so I'll just pretend like, oops. I keep accidentally hitting my microphone with my lips and I have red lipstick on, so that's not very good. I'm in my Taylor Swift era. Anyway, when I am, hmm, let me rephrase. I feel my emotions very much so in the present. I can become very, very present with my emotions, which is a gift, but also a curse in some ways because sometimes it'll be like thinking of emotions in the past that bring me to whatever emotion I'm feeling in the present, typically sad feelings. Like if I remember something sad from the past, it'll make me sad in the present. And then I'll totally encompass that feeling of sadness in the present. It's like it has my entire attention and I, I'm sad and that's what I feel. And then on the reverse, sorry, I have not finished my cup of coffee today. I really shouldn't be talking this much. No coffee, no talkie. <laughs> my coffee cup literally says coffee before talkie. Shame me all you want, but it keeps my coffee warm. And I like Target. So on the flip side, when I'm very happy, it's like I've never been sad a day in my life. Not entirely, not entirely. But it's it's along the lines of I can be so present in that happiness that I don't want to think about previous sad thoughts and why would I, you know, it's just, it's not important to me in the moment and I want to bask in the happiness. That's what you should do. Shit, if you're happy, just be happy. I literally was having a meltdown the other day, which I will get into later, um, about a plethora of things and I just turned on the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy and it's 
kind of surprising how well that song works. If you are kind of going through a little moment, he is a little song I wrote. It's just so simple and it reminds you that life can be simple and happy and you don't need to worry about everything. Anyway, it snapped me out of my little huzzah moment. But I started writing these feelings down in my notes app because, for example, today I'm happy and I am enjoying being happy and I want to stay being happy. But when I am having times like these, I'm like, hmm, what happened this week? What were the sad moments? What were what happened this week? I don't know. What were my revelations? They don't matter. I'm happy right now. Just kidding. They matter, of course. But yeah, I've had a couple revelations that I'd like to share with you all. That is why we're all here together, aren't we? Now, here I am. My ego's talking to me saying, Georgia, you've been talking for 13 minutes and have you said a single word? Have you said a single thought? Or has this literally been blabbering? You should quit. I'm not going to. Oh, God. Oh, this goes hand in hand with my people pleasing, my lovely, 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 joyous trait of people pleasing to a bad degree. I think people pleasing is okay in the sense that like you want to make other people happy. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but there's definitely a fine line that I tend to deeply, deeply cross in a sense where you're people pleasing for the for the sole purpose of wanting people to like you. That is the route that I tend to go down. That's never fun because things will happen where my ego will get in the way and be like, oh, you should quit. People aren't going to like you if you do this. Or this person doesn't like you. Yada, 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 yada. Why is it so easy for us to tell ourselves that people don't like us? I think this also has to do with, I'm just going to keep relating everything back to moving moving across the country, making new friends. You don't really worry. Mm, My camera just died. Let me write down my thought. You don't worry about people not liking you when you're a kid. Okay, I'll be back. As I was saying, I just let my camera charge for like 45 minutes. So now I feel very out of the rhythm, but I'm sure I'll be able to get back in. At least personally, you don't really worry about people not liking you when you're a kid because those kind of things don't matter. It's kind of like before the world got to you and said, you need to care about what other people think. And I think it's, it is important to care about what other people think to a certain extent. But when that extent starts going into your self-worth, then some issues are bound to come up. I think my camera might have the worst autofocus to ever exist in the history of the universe. Uh, Now I'm getting annoyed that I'm getting so frustrated. As I was saying, I don't remember what age I started caring what other people thought about me, but I've definitely always kind of strived for praise. It might be because I've always been in like the talent shows at school or in plays and musicals, dance team. I've done a lot to want to be in the spotlight and the spotlight brings about praise. But then at the same time, I feel like I'm not worthy of the things that I have accomplished. I don't know if it's because I'm young or I feel like 
I accomplished things. Okay. Clean slate. I'm struggling to remember what I was even talking about because I got so frustrated from my camera being out of focus. I think it's because I'm slightly a perfectionist, not in the traditional sense of like, my life is perfect. Everything's organized, yada, 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 yada. But if I'm doing something and it doesn't go according to plan, (laughs) it throws off. Sometimes it throws off my whole day. For example, a couple days ago, I went to Target and I bought Duracell batteries. I bought a 20 pack of AA batteries because I talked about it a lot in my last episode where my batteries weren't working for some reason and I can't fucking find these batteries to save my life. And it's freaking me out because I unpacked everything from the Target bags and my girlfriend did too. But I only remember putting away the sour cream. Isn't that a little frightening? I put away the couple grocery items I got. I guess I put away the command strips that I bought too, but I don't fucking remember, which frustrates me because I don't remember. And then I get upset with myself that I get frustrated. I hate when I get frustrated because I cannot be blase through it. I can't fake not being frustrated because the emotion is so real for me because I just want things to go correctly. I want things to go the right way. And when little foils in my my fake plans that I've made for myself come up, I get so annoyed. And then I'm like, Georgia, you're 23 years old. You shouldn't be having a tantrum about not being able to find batteries. But it is so infuriating to be like, I know for a fact that I bought these batteries and that they were in the Target bag. And I wouldn't have thrown away a Target bag with 20 batteries in it. Batteries are heavy. (laughs) So it's just frustrating. Then I have to remind myself that I am allowed to feel these feelings. I'm a allowed to feel the feeling of frustration and it doesn't make me less it does not make me a bad person to express those feelings I think it's important to express these feelings otherwise you could blow up completely and it's better better to have a little a little moment of frustration with yourself as opposed to in front of someone else maybe (laughs) just got frustrated again because I now see that my battery is low on my recording device because I'm using batteries that were in another uh, fake candle just to try and get by. I'm just going to keep talking because I think I might have a full conniption if I get another low battery sign. Let's just keep hanging out together. Maybe this all relates back to my people pleasing because I want to people please myself. (laughs) I don't know. But to get back to what I was talking about before in the world of people pleasing, I hate, I hate the idea of someone being mad at me or not liking me because I think part part of it is because I guess I do love myself to a certain degree where I'm like, why would people just not like me for me being me? I like me for me being me. So what's not adding up here? Where's the disconnect? And then I start going down this like strange hole of 
actively looking for ways that people don't like me. And then I get really fixated on that. And I'm constantly thinking like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah doesn't like me. What can I do to change their perception about me? Meanwhile, I was just being myself. And I'm like, why, Georgia, why do you care about people liking you if they don't like you for who you are? Why do you want that kind of person in your life? And I feel like I put these masks on when I meet new people. And I feel like I don't entirely show my true self. I was talking about this with a couple of friends over lunch. I feel like sometimes I mirror. I don't want to sound like a freak when I say this, but like I feel like sometimes I mirror the way people are so that way they'll like me. Does that sound absolutely psychotic? It's not in the sense where I'm like, I don't know how to act around people, but I feel like sometimes I put on different masks and act different ways around different people so that they'll like me because I I guess I'm scared if people meet the real me, they won't like me and that would be a bit difficult to, um, to have to confront. But then on the flip side, it's like I'm living a lie. Why do I want to be around people where I can't be myself. And I notice it. Sometimes I'll come back from some social situations and I'm so unbelievably drained because I felt like I have to be like on the entire time. That doesn't make me feel good. And it makes me nervous to even talk about that because I don't want people to see me differently. Of course, I am myself to certain extents when I'm around people. But um, I think it just stems back to my the human need for connection my need for connection my need for love I need love and I what am I even saying (sighs) sometimes I just need to take a deep breath and regather my thoughts I think this is my ego jumping out when me being vulnerable being vulnerable is unbelievably terrifying to a certain extent but it's also such a deep natural being for humans i think our most natural state is vulnerability but then society and the world tells us that we need to shut down those feelings of vulnerability because it's scary and the world will never like the real you so hide that person only show 10% of who you are to this person, 30% of who you are to this person, 45% to this person, because it's safe when you're not vulnerable and you can't get hurt if you never work through those feelings. Oh, but world, I will tell you one thing, you'll deeply hurt yourself if you don't work through those feelings. That's kind of why I'm also doing this podcast. I want to work through these feelings and I want to share them because it's fucking scary. And I just want to be the real me. Do I even know who the real me is? I think so. Like I said in my previous last episode, it's okay to ebb and flow, especially in your early 20s. Like shit, today's actually my half birthday. I'm 23 and a half today. (laughs) But my brain isn't even fully developed. Uh, what the fuck? (laughs) 
You mean to tell me I have to go through another year and a half of my brain still forming? Disturbing. People liking me if they don't even like me for who I am. I should stop caring, shouldn't I? Wouldn't that make life a little bit easier? It's hard to not care though when we are in this day and age, especially in social media, where everyone has an opinion on fucking everything. And their opinion is the only right opinion. I know I've taken part in this too on social media, but it's it's kind of like we've forgotten about human nature and that we are all one. We're all cut from the same cloth. And there's such a disconnect when we're sharing our lives on the internet, but no one's actually there. I feel like I'm in a fucking episode of Black Mirror right now. And we put so much of our self-worth on strangers liking us. I do. I've made a career out of it, out of strangers liking me. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that you don't feel the true love or the true validation unless you have it for yourself on no one else's terms. Self-love on no one else's terms. Easier said than done. How do I love myself on no one else's terms when I care so deeply about what other people think of me and how I am perceived by them and how I am helping them in the content I create. It's a learning process and I'm gonna figure it out. (laughs) I feel like I'm having a million mind fucks right now. (laughs) And it's funny, you know, my love language is words of affirmation. I thrive under words of affirmation, but I oddly only thrive to those words on my own terms. How can I explain this? Unsolicited words of affirmation make me feel like a fake. I'll say that. And that's so fucked up. There's just something in my brain that tells me it's not genuine when people tell me that I'm doing a good job or that I've helped them or that I am worthy and important and special. Sometimes I just need to take a little pause to gather my thoughts Because a lot of these things are very... A scream of frustration helps. That's all I have to say. Sometimes these emotions live in our body. And when they boil up, I feel like I can physically feel it. And sometimes I just need to be frustrated and be allowed to be frustrated Like I was talking about this before, like society tells us that anger is bad. And you know what? It can be bad to certain extents when it's abused, when anger is abused and used to like manipulate people. And if it's all that seethes in your body, but I feel like anger seethes in you and lives in you when you don't get it out. So sometimes we just need to have a little scream. Let's do it together. This might sound and feel stupid, but I don't care. I'll put the microphone far away. Thank you. I just got a FedEx delivery. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. (laughs) That's okay. He doesn't know what I look like. He just has my address. Okay. Count of three. Frustration. Get it out. One, two, three. Ah! That felt good. It felt good and necessary. And now I'm back. I'm back on it. Because you know what? My ego was literally in in no certain terms telling me to shut the fuck up 
And I don't want to shut the fuck up. I'm doing this podcast so I can talk and work through my shit and we can fucking do this together, okay? Why the fuck do I care so much about what other people think of me? I don't know. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to try and make that not as deeply uh, important to me. I want to be liked by people. I enjoy making other people feel good about themselves. So overall, I think that goes hand in hand. Like, how are you going to hate someone who makes you feel good about yourself? (laughs) It's a little fucked. But I have this strange relationship with words of affirmation because I feel like I only deserve words of affirmation when I mm, put in work for something and then show someone that. Like the other day I was just drawing in bed. I'm not a good artist. I was just having fun drawing little characters. I was in fashion design in my first uh, year of college and then I changed majors, but I was in drawing classes. So I've got the most minuscule amount of um, talent you could have when it comes to fashion drawing. So I was just like drawing the faces and having fun. And I called my girlfriend into my bed into our bedroom. I was like, Tor, like, look at my drawing. Don't you like it? Do you think it's good? And she's like, yes, it's really good. Like, I really like it. It looks like a fashion drawing. I was like, thanks. That's because that's what I was taught. Things like that. That's the kind of affirmation where I was like, oh, she's going to think I'm good at drawing stupid shit like that. But then when people like DM me, oh, like, I love you so much. Like your videos have been so formative for me your podcast is really helping me work through stuff too you're being so vulnerable and I'm like uh no I'm not like it's okay we're all doing this together like you don't have to thank me I'm doing nothing for you that's that's all you you're doing your thing I'm not doing anything I don't deserve credit I don't deserve I don't deserve credit that hurts why would I tell that to myself why would I tell myself I don't deserve the things I've gotten. I feel like I haven't worked hard enough, but I work so fucking hard. I started my YouTube with nothing at the age of 17. Working through some emotional stuff right now. Let's see. February 24th will be six years since I posted my first YouTube video. I've been working, I've been working my ass off for six years. I've been putting in the work. So why does my mind keep telling me that I haven't been? I think these struggles also come along when you go down the route of being your own boss, being your own everything. I think think a lot of this actually has to do with society telling us that if we think, maybe this is just things that women have experienced, I don't know, but if we think we're good enough, on our own as we are we're bitches we're conceited bossy bitches this is literally making me think of taylor swift's song if i was a man then i'd be the man i'd be the man there we go i'm just gonna blame the patriarchy i'm kidding i'm kidding but i do think that deeply has a lot to do with it like if i own up and say Fuck yeah, I deserve this credit. I worked my ass off for six years. I deserve the money that I make. I'm allowed to have beautiful things. I don't need to struggle. I can accept 
love from other people because I deserve it, then I am conceited and I need to check myself before I wreck myself. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. It's like I need to keep myself in a box so I can stay humbled. And staying humble, that's another thing. It's like if you are thankful for what you have and you're proud of it. Oh my God. So I think that's one thing that I'm going to be working on this week to just, okay, I think I've just fixed my camera for the 15th time since I've started this podcast and I found myself once again getting frustrated with being frustrated and I'm just going to bring it around full circle for a minute because it's like society tells me I'm, I can't be a lady and feel all these feelings. I can't be feminine and womanly and sexy and kind and smart. If I get frustrated, if I get angry, if I get annoyed, if I get rude perhaps sometimes, I think it's time to put a big old middle finger up to the patriarchy. A lot easier said than done. For a long time, I've been trying to say things like, oh, I don't care. I don't care what other people think about me. Like, I just want to be happy. I just want to have fun. And while those are true, those are genuine wants of mine. I just want to be myself without having to worry. <laughs> worry. Why, why am I worrying? Why am I worrying? Why do I care? Why do we care? Why do we care so much about what other people think of us? Why can't just ourselves be enough? I know I am extraordinary. And I know that I, I deserve the things that I want the things that I have, the things that I'm striving for. I'm putting myself into the headspace of like speaking to me face to face because it's so much different when you feel like you're talking to yourself instead of just talking in your head. That's been unbelievably helpful when I start to go down these rabbit holes of I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. It can be current day you. It can be younger you talked about this in the last podcast episode but in moments like these when it's very career driven if I picture me talking to me like a set of identical twins it fucking hurts to say that point blank it's easy to just be like talking in your head and start having these limiting beliefs about yourself but when you make the change to say it with your chest, it hits, it hits harder and it makes it more real, which can help snap you back to reality. It's so easy to go down these rabbit holes. That's why I like to journal a lot because all the words in my head can get unbelievably frazzled and make no sense and start to get mean and jumbled and twisted. So I highly, highly, highly suggest journaling. Even if you don't have anything to talk about in the day, maybe just getting words out can bring about these deep-seated vulnerable moments that, that you need to experience and you need to live through. I'm talking a lot about vulnerability is because I had my acting class yesterday. I have acting classes on Tuesdays and we had a substitute teacher her name was Frances and she was unbelievably amazing. And I kind of had this deep realization while we were in class. 
Um, actually, I'm going to go get my acting notebook so that way I can share with you all the revelations we had. Give me one second. Okay, here I am. This quote she read from a book called Book the Fucking Job by Anthony Mindel. Vulnerability is our natural state of being human. It's the essence of who we are, yet we spend most of our lives shutting down that essence. That quote wasn't word for word. It was just what I was able to write down quickly in class (laughs) as she read it. When we push away vulnerability, we are protecting ourselves, right? We are protecting ourselves from hurt, from judgment, whether that's from ourselves or from someone else. I feel like more often than not, it is the judgment we think ourselves are going to get from other people. But there's always that one quote that's floating around. I forget what, but it's like the person that you're worried who's thinking about you in a bad way is probably thinking about themselves more than they are thinking about you. A little reality kickback. When we aren't being vulnerable, we are protecting ourselves. But what if we're protecting ourselves from something beautiful? What if we are protecting ourselves from something life-changing? There's two sides to every coin. Heads could be scary and terrifying. Tails could be everything you've ever dreamed of. That self-protection inhibits your entire life. I was learning about it from a sense of it inhibiting me from acting because it it won't let me feel what I need to feel. But it could also, could also, it does also affect every moment of your life. Every moment that you are second-guessing yourself, doubting yourself, telling yourself to put up walls. In some senses, you know, of course you need to, safety-wise, protect yourself and keep your spaces holy and sacred. But I think that's also just the practice of having healthy boundaries. There's a difference between having boundaries and putting up walls. That's definitely something I need to work on. I just need to stop withholding myself from fully experiencing what I'm allowed to experience. We're allowed to experience everything. That's the human condition. That's that's human nature. That's life, being curious and experiencing things. Otherwise, you're not living. And I know some of the experiences can be bad and scary and shake your core belief system, but sometimes we need that. We need that space to change and discover who we really are instead of what society told us that we need to be and what the mean voices in our head told us that we need to be in order to be accepted, in order to be loved. In order to be loved, you need to be perfect. Well, that's pretty fucked up and doesn't make much sense at all. Nobody's perfect, said the wise words of Hannah Montana. (laughs) When you step out of your comfort zone and just allow things to be, I think you discover the purpose of life, which is just to live in love, right? Just experience. But with that comes in, in turn, you need to stop judging yourself for what comes out of you. I need to do this, this whole entire podcast. I've been pissed at myself for being pissed at the camera (laughs) for not, it's literally blurry right now. Here I am judging myself for having perfectly normal feelings, but those are the feelings that society tells me makes me unworthy of love. So if I'm unworthy of love and I'm not loving myself because I'm constantly judging myself for my natural state of being, what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck are we all doing? 
That's no way to live. I'm going to make an extra conscious effort this week to stop judging yourself for what you feel, for what comes out of you, for those instinctive reactions. All these feelings are so unbelievably important, but they also don't hold truth. You know, sometimes feelings are just feelings. They're not good or bad. They're just there. And they're there to tell you something about yourself that you need to address. And if you don't address these feelings, you're going to bubble up and explode. Oh, like my story I was telling in acting. I uh, was doing a scene with uh, my wonderful scene partner. Um, We were paired together because both of our partners were missing from class that day. And it's a scene from Master of None, the show. And it's a scene where it's a boyfriend and girlfriend talking. And it's a fight. Like, they're getting in a fight. Uh, we're doing it. And I'm, I'm feeling it, you know. Not 100 super, super confident. But um, she stops us about halfway through, our teacher. And she goes, I'm, I get it, guys. I'm, I'm feeling these feelings. They're very truthful. But this is the nicest fight I've ever seen (laughs) and I'm like I know it's because whenever I get into fights with my significant other or like other relationship important relationships I don't go for the fire and the fury I go for the niceness and the logic and the importance of needing to have a conversation so she stops us and she goes Georgia In your past relationships, romantic or not, what has been missing? Like what has hurt you? God, I forget what she said exactly. But it was like, what what was the reason that uh, the relationships didn't work out? And I said, I am always the one in charge. And I feel like I have to be so, so, so with it and just show up for whoever else, and be the fixer, be the fixer, be the fixer, be the fixer, so much that I'm never taken care of. I don't allow myself to be vulnerable enough to open up and just be, because I feel like I have to be the strong one, and I can be, and I like to be. I like being the shoulder to cry on. I like coming up with ways to fix things. That's the way my mind works. I'm a really good problem solver. But then I don't let myself just get to be the baby, get to be the one who doesn't have to be unbelievably strong. You don't have to be strong to be worthy of care. You are just worthy for care as you are. I am worthy of care. I'm worthy of love as I am, not as the fixer that I can be. Ah! So I think it's really important and also extremely brave to let those spaces exist in you. They're gonna exist actually whether you like it or not. I think it's brave to live in them and live in them in their fullness. So I guess let's just all try to be vulnerable. That was fucking stupid to say. Did that sound stupid? I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to try my hardest to live life more vulnerably. (laughs) Vulnerably this week. I'm gonna stop withholding myself and I want you all to stop withholding yourselves too. Maybe we can hold each other accountable. I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm just blabbering. But um, I wanted to end this by reading a lovely email that I got. Reminder that you guys can email me 
at onmymindpod.gb at gmail.com. And there I want you guys to share with me whatever the fuck you want. You know, it can be a diary. It can be seeking advice. It can be whatever you want it to be. The space is for us. You can email me. And if you don't want me to read your podcast, read, sorry, if you don't want me to read your email, please write. I'd like to keep this anonymous. Like I don't want it to be read on the podcast, blah, blah, blah. But I am going to read an email that I got from a lovely person called Gigi. Dear Georgia, I just watched your I'm not a YouTuber video and it was, and it is wonderful to have you back on YouTube. Your videos were a huge part of my personal journey coming out to myself and eventually to my friends and family. And I'm so grateful you have decided to share your experience on the internet as you did. You said you love hearing when people relate what you talk about on the podcast. So let me just say, while watching that video, there were so many moments when I thought she's so real for saying this, especially when you were talking about feeling like your inner compass has shifted in some way since graduating college. I graduated high school and started college in 2020, and I couldn't feel more different than I did in high school. I feel alienated almost from who I was then. At first, I thought it was because of the pandemic, and while that might be partially true, I've heard from friends that they had similar experience, even from friends who transitioned from high school to college before 2020. Probably one of the most meaningful shifts I have been working through recently is my changing relationship to acting. In middle school and high school, I was heavily involved in theater. I was always in a play, and if I wasn't in a play, I was thinking about auditioning for the next one. All of that changed when the pandemic made live theater entirely impossible. When I returned to in-person college this fall, I auditioned for a play and got in. But during one of the performances, I realized while standing backstage that performing just doesn't light up my soul the way it used to. And, if anything, it stresses me out. Over the course of the fall semester, I came to resent rehearsals because they reminded me of how different I was from the version of myself in high school who loved theater more than anything. I felt like I was wearing a pair of shoes that had become so worn out they no longer fit. Or like if you've ever returned to your elementary school after several years and suddenly everything is so much smaller than you remembered it in your brain. Anyway, that's what's been on my mind. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on growth and change. I hope you continue to post video versions of the podcasts, even if they aren't fancily edited. Well, let me tell you, this one is just going to be one big, interesting collaboration between myself and my camera. We'll call it that. I wish you all the best in Los Angeles, and I'm so, so excited for you to get into the world of acting. Acting is truly just playing. I had a director once who told me that we do this because we get to. And I hope you get to experience all of the joys, both big and little, that acting has to offer. Sincerely, Gigi. Gigi, thank you so much for being so vulnerable, opening up about your own experiences. I have to think, my first year of college was a shit show. A cold-hearted, calculated shit show. I was, once again, trying to include myself with people that didn't really like me for me. Um, there was a boy that played a stupid amount of mind games with me. And same, I had to grapple with not liking what I thought was my passion or not necessarily wanting to live out that passion my entire life, you know, fashion design. I thought that was going to be my thing, that I was going to be a fashion designer. But when one door closes, another door opens because I switched out of fashion design started my YouTube channel and I'm going to toot my own horn because I don't do it enough. But now I'm 23, 23 and a half years old living in my dream apartment in Los Angeles after I lived in a gorgeous apartment in New York City. 
and I got to do it on my own terms. And I'm freaking proud of myself and I'm proud of you, Gigi. And I'm proud of everyone who's listening to this podcast and questioning their self-worth and realizing that you fucking deserve the world. Because why wouldn't you? We're only here for a short time. You don't come swinging out of the uterus with a lack of worth. You're worthy of anything and everything. You and me both. So yeah, thanks for listening. Next week is going to be much better once I figure out this camera situation. (laughs) You can also follow the podcast Instagram where I basically just post beautiful, (laughs) inspiring quotes I find on Pinterest and Instagram. (laughs) It's on my mind pod. And if you want to follow me, Georgia, you can follow me at Georgia Bridgers. Let yourself feel your feelings this week. I love you all so deeply. Don't forget to be your best self. Thanks for listening to what's been on my mind. Bye. Mwah.